Welcome back to National Report. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announcing yesterday that there will be a new effort to reach out to Holocaust survivors to get them the coronavirus vaccine. The elderly have been hit hard by the pandemic and also those strict lockdown measures in place. And this time has been especially difficult for the 35,000 Holocaust survivors living in New York City, many of them at least 40% living in poverty as well. We're joined by Rabbi Levine. He's the CEO of the largest Jewish elementary day school in the Midwest. And Dr. Rabbi Ari Lam, the chief executive of the B'nai Zion Foundation and founder of the Joshua Project. Great to see you both. Thanks so much for coming on today. Rabbi Levine, I'll, I'll start with you and just ask you, what's make sure that the elderly and most vulnerable do get access to these vaccines? Oh, well, good morning, first of all. Um, Really, there's been a concerted effort uh, for the elderly in general. Uh, and, and as mentioned, the uh, people who had survived the Holocaust, uh, as I once mentioned to you in your show, I, I myself am a grandchild of four Holocaust survivors. And in particular, Holocaust survivors feel a certain le level of vulnerability. Um, they were traumatized decades ago, and that trauma, unfortunately, doesn't always dissipate with time. So being in the circumstances we're in today, uh, there's two aspects. One is to outreach to make sure they get the shot and to make sure that they're both comforted and make sure that they realize uh, that the shot is safe uh, and in helpful in preventing it. Amazingly, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said just this week in Israel that of all the deaths the past few weeks in Israel, 97%, so it's essential uh, that the elderly in general are getting these vaccinations, and in particular those who have already built in trauma, they're being addressed as well. Of course, um, communicating and, and reaching out to people can be challenging during the time of a pandemic. You want to make sure everyone is kept safe. Rabbi Lamb, I'll ask you, what sort of efforts have you seen within your community to make sure that these members are not forgotten about? Well, you know, the Holocaust survivor population is, is still quite vast. There's still over 190,000 Holocaust survivors in the state of Israel. And as you, as you said, many of them are more vulnerable than ever before. They're getting older. There's a lot they're no longer able to, to do physically for themselves, even in the best of times. And now you combine that with COVID and you really have this perfect storm of loneliness, food insecurity, access to medical supplies. You need help with home repairs. And sometimes you even just need a, a sense of dignity. I mean, we've seen cases, and, and honestly, I have a difficult time even thinking about this. It's so terrible, where an elderly person, a survivor of the Holocaust, has died alone in their apartment alone and not been discovered for days because we haven't been able to reach them with help soon enough. So that's why today Zion and our partners in Israel stepped up to help. We took Israel's greatest strengths, technological innovation, and we used these tools to provide that holistic help for Holocaust survivors. We're taking care of everything for these incredible people. Wow. So survivors have been eligible for the early rounds of the vaccine program in Israel, but many required special assistance to reach those inoculation centers. So Using our digital call center, we were able to reach over 1,800 survivors and then drive them to get their shots. In just two weeks, we're delivering over 2,000 frozen meals a day to apartments and senior centers in Israel. And we've been able to help over 13,000 Holocaust survivors in the months since we've been up and running. But there's so much more still to do. Well, that's some incredible work that you've been able to achieve so far. And, and I know so many of us, we check in with our friends and community members at our weekly services, uh, whether that's on Saturday or on Sunday. Uh, Rabbi Levine, what you know sort of restrictions have you noticed within your communities when it comes to these services and, and ability to, 
to pray together, uh, you know, depending on which state you're in and maybe the rules set in place by your governors. Right. So until this summer, I was a congregational rabbi in California. Hmm. And this summer, I took over the largest Jewish school really outside of New York, New Jersey, in Chicago, uh, which has 1,400 children. So in California, unfortunately, until this week, the states, unconstitutionally, apparently, according to our Supreme Court, has had severe restrictions on, on services in synagogues, churches, and religious services. So much so, the synagogue that I was a rabbi of in Silicon Valley has had outdoor services since last March, including uh, the weather. In, in, in Illinois, um, they have been way more accommodating of religious liberties um, it, during COVID. That being said, of course, uh, whether one's inside or outside, the, 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 the danger of the pandemic remains. And one, we, we are certainly careful to both wear masks and to have social distancing. I think the difference has been, my own experience, is how uh, not only accommodating, how valuable religious liberty is. I, I would uh, venture to say that, you know, the way Governor Newsom uh, treated religious liberties in California leaves much to be desired. Hmm. Uh, I want to switch gears just a little bit to the impeachment trial because there was a viral moment when former President Trump's attorney, David Schoen, uh, actually put his hand on his head when taking a sip of water. And for, for many watching and are not familiar with the Jewish faith, they might kind of wonder why that, why that moment took place. Um, Rabbi Lamb, would you mind sort of explaining from a religious standpoint why that action was taken? Sure. Um, traditionally, like myself and, uh, and my, uh, uh, my colleague here on, on the screen with me, uh, Jewish men traditionally wear what's called a yarmulke or a kippah in Hebrew, uh, which is a sign of our fear and respect before the Almighty. And uh, uh, traditionally, uh, you're not supposed to eat if you're not having uh, your head covering and recognizing that our food comes from somewhere. And so there was this very funny moment uh, during these proceedings where uh, the attorney who is uh, a traditional, a traditionally observant Jewish person, took this drink of water, realized that he didn't have anything on his head, and sort of put his hand over his head. What's remarkable is that uh, so many folks uh, in the media, and, and especially in elite circles, are not able to recognize this very widespread and classic sign of traditional faith, which is quite distressing, because after all, you know, when you think about the problems that are plaguing this country, from loneliness to depression to rising violence, um, and so on and so forth, all of which has been exacerbated by the pandemic, it is so clear that traditional religion and community is the solution to our problems. And what our country needs, therefore, is deep familiarity with the signs and symbolisms of various faith communities. And so I wish that people would would educate themselves and use this as a, as a learning opportunity. Yeah, well, we are all continuing to learn together. And as we know, faith can really guide us through some difficult times. Rabbi Levine, Dr. Rabbi Ari Lam, thank you both so much. We do appreciate it. Take care, guys. Thank, thank you.